There were moments when God, in speaking through the prophets, where the words that God was speaking seemed to come from a broken, wounded heart. Like this word from the prophet Isaiah. In vain do my people worship me, for they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. This is very good for us to remember how important is the disposition that you and I bring to every single Mass. God will always be powerfully present in our Mass. He will be faithful to His part of the covenant. But if I am going to experience the Mass in a way that is fruitful and life-giving and life-changing, I have to play my part. We have to take responsibility for our part of the relationship and come ready to recommit ourselves and be fully engaged. For those of you who follow the different polls that are taken here and there, they have taken polls of Catholic Christians, and among the questions, they will often ask them to describe their experience of the Mass. And those of you who follow these kinds of polls, you know that one of the most common responses is that the Mass is boring. Another way that they put it, I don't get anything out of it. Now, clearly, this points to a problem of disposition. But let's not be too quick to judge because a grave responsibility lies with the pastors to lead their people into a greater understanding of the Mass so that they can participate with fuller and more active participation. And I think some pastors have failed to do this. It's one of the most important things that I do as your pastor, which is why this year is so important, so that we can fully understand what is happening throughout the Mass. I want to share an experience I had years ago to help us understand the problem. But before I do, I want to speak about something in our culture. And I want to make sure that we are all aware of this because it greatly affects disposition. With the advent of the television and later the computer and now our handheld devices, and there is scientific evidence to support what I am going to say. A moderate amount of these technological devices is not bad. Of course, it depends on how we're using them.
But when they are used excessively, as is commonly true today, they have the effect of overdeveloping passivity. We have become a culture that is more and more passive. We want to be entertained. Now, if a person were to come to Mass with that disposition, they will probably get bored because the Mass is not set up to be entertaining. It invites people to come and participate in a mystery and to lead people into an encounter with God that unleashes graces for salvation. It's not meant to entertain. Let me approach this another way. If we just look at the surface of things, we can understand why for some the mass could be boring. Because of the repetitive nature of many of the things that we do at every Mass. Look, for example, at the gestures. We make the sign of the cross, we genuflect, we stand, we kneel, we bow. The structure of the Mass, from the beginning to the end, it's always the same. It never changes. And then the responses and the prayers that we sing and that we say together, most of those are the same. Even the readings follow a three-year cycle so that we have heard the readings, for some of us, hundreds of times. And so at the surface of things, as with anything that is repetitive in our life, we can see how easy it could be for the Mass to be boring. But here's the challenge. How can we prevent ourselves from floating up to the surface where the mass becomes mere mechanical exterior observance? Just warm bodies in the pews going through the motions. If we find ourselves there, how can we break through the surface once again and plunge into the great mystery of God's presence and the drama of salvation that is happening here. And here's where I want to share a story. Years ago, I went to a play of my nephew, Ryan. He was helping with a family theater down in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Didn't your heart just skip a beat when I said Wisconsin? And he would help to direct the plays, he would help write them, and he would also act in them. So I went down to see one of his plays, and I was absolutely amazed at what happened. It was brilliant. Suddenly the actors came out into the audience such that we started to feel like we were part of the drama, the play. It's like the whole theater became like one stage and we all felt like we were part of it. 
My dear friends, this is so key to understanding the Mass because for the Mass, there's no such thing as an audience. It is not intended for spectators, but it is only for those who have come to be participants. We're invited to God to take part in a real drama, not an imaginary one, but a real drama that unfolds at every Mass, the Paschal mystery of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. Not only do we celebrate it, it is really made present. And we are called to take part in it, not to be bystanders, not to be entertained. I want to share another experience that will be helpful here. I went to a piano recital of one of my sister's children many years ago, one of my nephews when he was about five, six years old. And it's the age where children start to learn how to play the piano and other instruments. So I went to this piano recital. And let me tell you, after hearing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star for the 20th time, it was hard not to get bored, no matter how cute the kid was on the bench. But when it was my nephew, if it was your child or grandchild or niece or nephew, when my nephew sat on that piano bench, I was fully engaged. I was completely present. I was feeling every note in my heart. Why was I not bored at that moment? Because of the bond of love and affection between me and my nephew. My dear friends, if we are going to escape boredom, this is the bond of love and affection that we need to have with Jesus. This is why we've spent over two years and will continue to do until Jesus comes again of stressing the importance of a personal relationship with Jesus. Because it is Jesus who invites us to every single Mass. Do this in memory of me. And if I am bound to Jesus in love, and he is the one who's inviting me here, just as I would not miss that piano recital with my nephew, I would never miss a single Mass. And I would even sacrifice to get here because of the love that Jesus has for me and the love that I have for Jesus. I would never want to make an excuse to Jesus who invites me here. If I have this bond of love and affection with Jesus, I will be deeply engaged in the readings because it is Jesus who is speaking to me at that moment.
He's speaking to me his love letters, words that are life, words that give me strength and encouragement, words of mercy and consolation, words that give me light in this world that is so confused and living in darkness. I will be fully attentive at this moment. And when Jesus invites me to unite my life with his sacrifice on this altar, and it's Jesus who's inviting me to do this, I will gladly do it and with him offer my life and realize once again that everything in my life is a pure gift and that every Mass I must offer it again to God if I'm going to live it in a way that is full and life-giving. When I come to communion and I know that's Jesus and I love him, that amen and that bow that I make is going to be filled with love and devotion because I'm not coming up to receive a cracker, but Jesus, his body and blood. My dear friends, we don't come to Mass merely to get something out of it. That is the death of any significant relationship. If it's just, what can I get out of it? I come to Mass to be in relationship and to bring my part to invest myself fully and to recommit and be engaged. Are you ready for this? I am. Amen.